As we practice this philosophy, it is not uncommon to generate questions about topics we as individuals have heard, contemplated, and even accepted as ideas we want to practice. These concepts are unlike what we have been exposed to in mainstream modern life. It gets even more intense when you experience a situation where many of these concepts overlap. This happened to me recently, and thankfully Alexander is here to help me clarify and redefine the concepts of my confusion and reestablish the foundation for which I should consider my situation. And it's all wrapped in this next episode for you to listen, observe, and see where you could apply it to your life. I am always happy to share my experience and hope that it brings a different perspective and insight, as I am also an individual like yourself, navigating the waters, hoping to one day wash up ashore with a long beard, salty skin, and some crazy stories about all the experiences surfing the tide. So let's journey and chill. Uncovering our authentic self through self-awareness, conscious communication, and emotional responsibility. So I had a situation come up over the last week that challenged uh, a boundary issue that I've been working on personally over the last at least a year. Also challenged my understanding of how preferences work and how we can choose the roles that people or things play for us in certain situations and also challenge what we had just talked about in the in the previous podcast which was standing in your power so all these things i felt like individually i kind of understand but when there's a situation brought to me where i'm trying to uh walk through the mist and and uh, stay true to each one of these, how I understand it, it kind of brought a lot of confusion to me. And and I thought about what Alexander would do in this situation. And when we just had this conversation, it was, it was kind of different. So I do want to get into this. I think this is a great subject, a goldmine that we're uh, tapping into here. But it is uh, going to be easier to be understood by those that have listened to probably a minimum of five to 10 of our podcasts to understand the language that we're establishing uh, because uh, our English language words can mean so many different things. And that's what creates so much confusion. So on this podcast, we're very in particular about the words we use and the definitions of them and being clear with that. As things work from a frequency uh, based standpoint, and that is the perception that all of this work is under Everything is not so-called created equally um, because depending on like what key you're playing in, there are different notes that uh, are in harmony in that key and to where it won't necessarily be in harmony in another key. Breaking stuff down and understanding it on an individual basis is very, very important. But there's always a next level, and that next level is when 
all of those individual parts come together and they create a bigger energy. And this is what life is. Life is all of us individuals coming together and attempting to figure out how we can make all of this work. And But it is through accepting the friction in life, as uh, the saying I have is learn to make love with the friction in life. The quicker we work through it and through the resistance of it, normally we will get closer to a state of homeostasis. And sometimes that means that we have to go through what we did not intend, what we feel like life is forcing on us, and through acceptance, this changes that vibration, and then many times something that someone saw as a challenge or really resisted later in life may become their biggest gift. And this happens through pregnancies, through many different um, situations. So we're going to give this in a general um, language because we don't want to create any emotional reactions to the subject matter. It's not that we're avoiding that. Uh, we're respecting Aaron's uh, privacy and the sensitivity of the exact subject because this should be an example of how to use these methods uh, through whatever the, the the subject matter is. So go ahead and start, Aaron, with where you feel like uh, would be a good place um, to start with the questions or clearing up the four or five main things that we're focusing on here. So what had happened was something was presented to me that I previously felt like I had made a boundary of in my life where I was like, I do not want this. And you, you can even say it's a preference. So, yes. so well, you said, uh, yeah, you set a precedence because you wanted to initiate a change in your life, right? Yeah, like I was working on the boundary thing, which I think plays a part in this. And I and I felt like, see, and this is where it starts to get confusing. And we can just touch upon these first two first because preferences and boundaries are a little confusing to me in this situation because almost like my preference was my boundary. Mm-hmm. in a way where i i don't want this this um energy in my life and so i'm going to create a boundary and almost stand in my power <laughs> and and know who i am and and what i want in my life and you know within um within my comfort zone within my home and because I do feel like my home is where I energize, where I can be at peace, and and I kind of want to dictate the energy that's in there. So, sure. so all those things are kind of confusing because if you're conscious, you shouldn't have preferences, and can boundaries be made in preference? Okay, so yeah, so with that, I want to clear that up that we don't want to just make that statement that if you're conscious, you can't have preferences. What I want to be clear with that, to live uh, as one of the pillars is to live life in non-preference just means that the less preference you have, the less disappointment that you have. And that's that's an exhausting energy is to deal with rejection and disappointment. But once again, there is a difference between intentions and wants. So there's nothing wrong with setting an intention of what you would like to experience. But then life brings you what it brings you. Uh, Some people say, you know, uh, that we manifest with our thoughts and 
and uh, there's been many books and movies, The Secret, and different things that um, suggested this as a reality. And through my studies and from my the position I come from, that is both correct and incorrect. It is correct for approximately 9% of the population. But for the other 90-some percent, uh, manifestation happens in a different way. And we break this down through the language of the human design. But we there are multiple ways to do everything in this universe. And that's why it's so vast and so challenging to, um, to completely understand or to beat, uh, so to say. Living in non-preference just simply means that you don't ever care about anything ever again. It simply means that you're not attached to your intentions, that you carry a, once again, another one of the pillars that everything is in divine order. You carry a trust that there is a flow to this life that we're experiencing. And uh, possibly the challenge may be it's how we're uh, resonating in that flow, because life isn't, from what I see through nature or human beings, just about what we want. Um, if that was the case, then uh, the human race probably wouldn't be moving forward, you know, even as slow <laughs> as we are now, we would be moving even slower. Um, so, so to set an intention is noticing a preference that you have, but setting the, uh, releasing the attachment to it and trusting that however this plays out is for my and everyone else involved highest good. So when a boundary comes, a boundary normally needs to be set when we are feeling something that we are experiencing is making us feel uh, negatively toward ourselves. And that sometimes means that we go to a social gathering that we really didn't want to because somebody pressured us into it or you know, whatever the, the, the example may be. So we feel like we need to set boundaries when somebody is challenging what we want to experience or uh, what we want to will. With this particular situation, I want to bring in that many months ago, we discussed uh, how to relieve a boundary issue on your property. And there was nothing... Uh, move forward with that and so in retrospect this is a good thing about retrospect is that things come in a certain order and we're given like these little nudges to do something now if you don't do this now then when you want to set a boundary it may be too late and this is very similar to if there's a warning about a hurricane coming and somebody has a place where water runs into their house and they have time to get sandbags to protect that and then they don't that that's you know that's unfortunate but you were given the warning and we're not always given the warning so this is the thing that people choose to forget is these other little whispers that have happened so then something encroached uh, onto your property that you felt like was crossing a boundary that you had set, even though you hadn't physically or energetically, you had only verbally set that boundary. Would you agree? Verbally and, I mean, you could say mentally. I've okay. been working on it. Okay. And what we were discussing was actually a physical way and an energetic way to do that on your property. And so this isn't a point to beat ourselves up for what we didn't catch or didn't do it's useful to just recognize and go oh i see now 
that yes, if I would have set that energetic or physical boundary, that this may not have come into my field. Now that it's into my field, now I have a preference. I have set a boundary. Now I'm going to use my willpower to stick behind that boundary. Would you say that that's the direction that you were going? Yes. Yeah. So, so is that helping to dissect that difference between the boundaries and the, the what was the other one that you that we brought up? Uh, preferences. Yeah. Preference. Because you had that nudge earlier months ago to establish a physical and energetic boundary. And because that wasn't uh, followed through with, then like whether you call it the ripple of the, the little pebble being dropped in the pond, uh, the next ripple was a little bit stronger. So I think how you began handling it, you were utilizing all of this work and you were able to stay out of your emotions and see that this was a challenge, but you felt very strongly that you would get a resolve uh, pretty quickly. You felt pretty confident with that, right? Yeah, I felt like I was I was in the zone, as some would say in sports, where I just kind of calmly went through the motions of, of um, handling the situation. And it wasn't until I had reached out for help when I felt some judgment based so on... Before we, before we go into that... We want to bring up that this next thing that was being practiced was standing in your power, correct? Yeah. Uh, that that through all this that you felt yeah. like you had set set a boundary, and now you were, uh, you know, you didn't necessarily make the connection to the preference, so to say, but you set the boundary, and now you're standing strong in that. And of course, my boundary is my preference, so that's why it's confusing to me whether. I mean, is it a real boundary? I mean, <laughs> it's just hard. It's hard to, I mean, and, and for everybody listening, we've done episodes on, you know, everything we're talking about. Pretty much there's been an individual episode on boundaries, preferences, right, so please rules. please visit, revisit those. Yeah, standing in your power. So it probably is, would be cool if you listen to that. And then you can, because I know, I mean, I've been working on this for a while and it, it's just, it's confusing sometimes when they overlap. Yes. And and especially when you're battling what you have preferences over and what you don't want to concede. I don't know if that's the right word, but you don't want to give into this because it will change your life in a direction that right now I don't want it to go because I can see the cost of making that decision. And I don't know if we if we if we would say giving into the situation. And that's why I did stand in my willpower. Mm -hmm. and, and you wanted to bring up standing in your power. I associate my boundary with being a part of me and what I'm willing to do and not do in certain situations, kind of what defines me. Mm -hmm. And I would say that this, I let this preference define me in a way. So if somebody, you know... Challenges that. Yeah, I, I would probably have an emotional reaction. Because that's the next step. Yeah. The next step was the trigger that created some doubt. Yes. And and that was from a judgment from somebody that uh, possibly caught you a little off guard. And that's the thing about when we think we're standing in our power, then nobody knocks us off of that. Yeah, and I, and I do feel like I was a little I don't know, maybe naive or I didn't know 
and then this person brought it up. So it wasn't like at that moment when they brought in the judgment and doubt came in that I was questioning myself. I just, I honestly didn't consider that or didn't have this information that they, they then gave me. But then once they gave it to me, they kind of uh, had a very uh, powerful energy about uh, what their opinion strong was. Stance, yeah, uh, and, and, a strong preference. And we then will it, say. I kind of felt judged, and and I had not taken a position on it yet. Right. But I still felt like uh, the strong energy uh, and pressure to to see it this way. Right. And and so, you know, in standing in our power is different than being hard headed because standing in our power is allowing somebody else to feel the way that they feel about something, but knowing in your heart and soul that what you're doing is for the overall good of everyone involved. That term overall good and for everyone involved is different than what's right for me. So we that that is something that we have to be able to bring in. The that and that's where preferences is. Preferences is about me, the the I. And when I talk about uh, what this um, you know information is geared from it is for the overall good of everyone involved here because we're all connected it's all about the energy the frequencies and so that's why when somebody gets something selfishly it has ripples that goes out and it it pays a, a cost a toll on the relationships uh, whether it's through judgment or jealousy or whatever it is but when that concern is there for the overall good of everyone involved um, that's a different vibration. So, so once that, uh, you know, that got questioned, it planted a so-called seed and that's what surprise, the element of surprise does is it knocks us off our kilter. And so that's why, you know, uh, whether you want to call, call it consciousness or waking up or, you know, holding your vibration, I like to say, uh, it is being prepared for those storms those hurricanes those challenges and to be able to just stop in your tracks and just root down and go no i'm not here to force my way on anyone i'm just here to stand very clearly that no i'm clear in what i'm doing and if we're not clear in what we're doing what we're doing then we need to be able to admit that and go no i'm vulnerable to everyone's other everyone else's perceptions So if I'm vulnerable to everyone else's perceptions on this subject, I may not want to project this onto social media because that's just going to attract the vultures in right away. So as we talked about, you know, when we everyone should feel like they can reach out for help. But when you reach out for help on social media, you're either going looking for praise and you're going to receive that when you follow it the way the majority wants you to, or you're going to pay the cost of judgment uh, because you're under the spotlight. And so this is also a good lesson in that, just how powerful of a tool the social media is, but how big of a hindrance it is uh, as well once we get something in motion, so to say. Now, one thing you mentioned is is verbalizing when you feel vulnerable. And I know for me, and I don't know whether it's it's because I have the throat chakra activated in the human design, mm-hmm. but it definitely helps me to say that out loud, whether it's to somebody or not, to help yes. me realize that it's real. And then once I say it, I'm more in tuned with how I feel, and I, I can then gauge it better, whereas if I keep it inside it's almost like just a thought. Sure. It's not real. Yeah, yeah, and that that's very important to recognize. And like you said, it's not important that someone hears it. 
It's just that you vocalize that because that is where you draw a lot of power from. And, and anyone carrying the throat chakra in the human design system has is carries a lot of power with what they say. It's not the same for everyone. Once again, everybody doesn't carry the same level of power with their their voice and the words. Some have energy that is uh, that never runs out. They can talk and share, and people want to hear as as long as they can just go. And then there's people like myself that we are designed to be limited in that how much we give, and that depends on who we're around. I actually get energy from Aaron because he has the throat chakra activated, and I don't, and so he feeds me that energy. But I'm really designed to answer people's questions. And that's been the challenge to to share this work is I have to do a lot of speeches. I have to do a lot of um, talking to generate the questions. Um, but I really work optimally in answering questions. So getting back to the social media. So after interacting with that person and he created doubt, I then went to social media for help and... I did gain some some help, and I and I found a network uh, to help me in this situation and in the future, which mm-hmm. was a, a cool gain. Sure, uh, but like you were saying, there was a cost, and at the time I didn't see it and recognize it as the cost because I feel like if I did, it would have been easier to take. But there was a cost of the judgment. At first, I was having fun with it, and I felt like I was standing in my power and mm-hmm. just joking around with people. But then after it it just kind of wore at me over and over, getting the same feedback from people. Because you've got that similar kind of feedback from multiple people after that, correct? After you went to social media. Yes. Yeah. Over and over and over again. So then it became like an onslaught. Yeah. And and I I think mostly people were joking around, but some some were serious and, and obviously outside people like that, they don't have all the facts and they're just... I don't know, you may be projecting what they would do in the situation or what they wanted to see in the situation. Right. And I, there's so many other variables that I'm taking into account. So it's hard because it would take too much time to clarify to everybody why you know, I'm, I have this opinion. And so this is a great place to interject in to, to yeah, it's not about communicating uh, to all those people and getting them to see your side, which is, Part of what we as the human race or um, in our culture anyway, feels like we need. But really, all that is there is this is happening to see if you're truly standing in your power and if you are clear in what you're doing. And when we're not clear and people point that out, we are sensitive to it and we are reactionary to it typically. So that's why that sensitivity is good to recognize as soon as possible and then the last thing that you want to do once you recognize the sensitivity is go post something to social media because you have created the energy now. It's moving. And so it's going to attract that uh, energy to we won't call it attack, but to challenge is the, the polarity. You know, we're going to attract energies that are in harmony with us and then energy that are in complete dissonance because we need friction for growth. Uh, that's been proven all through nature. So this is why we don't need to run from the friction, but embrace it. And uh, sometimes when we push things away through our willpower, through our preferences, through our boundaries, through all of those, uh, the next message has to be louder and bigger. 
And uh, so this is why, you know, we we don't ever want to attempt to stop energy because uh, that creates a backlash, so to say. And that's what these personal preferences are, what willpower does, especially when two opposite wills come together. Um, that's, you know, the ultimate uh, friction. And normally there's a lot of destruction for very little growth. And it can be the opposite. Uh, there can be a tremendous amount of growth in just a little bit of friction if we're willing to really, you know, look deeply into it. So with that said, where, where and when we were discussing it privately, where would you say that I surprised you with uh, how maybe you thought that I would handle it? Well, in all of our past conversations, I've kind of uh, created the idea that you have very strong boundaries about what you would allow in your in your space in your personal space you know we could say your home mm-hmm. and that kind of thing so when i told you about this um i was surprised that you were accepting of that energy that that so with that and i would agree that i do carry a very high level of boundaries and i've had to learn how to do that but with that, I would ask you, have you personally experienced with me uh, people or things crossing those boundaries, whether it be the way that my last cat showed up on my uh, porch in the rain when I wasn't looking for that at all? So these boundaries are set to communicate with the universe or the divine energy or whatever you want to of, yes, this is my vision, just like a kid can be playing pretend and tell the parent, oh, look, I'm, I'm being a cowboy today. And the parent goes, oh, that's great. But that doesn't mean that that kid's a cowboy. And we as, as so-called big people, <laughs> we have these preferences and these dreams and same thing, very similar to the kid, except when we don't get our way, we get all emotional about it, kind of similar to kids. And we throw different levels of temper tantrums when we don't get what we want. When it has been said that we are always provided what we need. The sparrows need not worry where their next meal comes from. I have proven this in my own life. I have challenged that. I've challenged many things to get past belief. And I have always been taken care of. And I'm very grateful to the divine for that. So... When we aren't getting what we want, we need to step back sometimes and see if we're playing a role in a bigger picture. And the answer is more than likely yes. So we have a right to uh, set that boundary. But if things keep popping up, testing that boundary, then sometimes rather than bringing an army (laughs) to make that boundary stronger, it may be worth taking a step back, opening it up and saying, hey, is there something I'm missing here? Because normally if you set a boundary and you communicate it correctly, you have worked through the emotional baggage that that uh, boundary is connected to. When you set that boundary, it isn't even challenged. But if you carry question in your heart, in your soul, in your knowing, then it's got to be challenged for you to work through that questioning. So this is the part that, like, once again, standing in your power isn't about being hard-headed and inflexible. No, strength is inflexibility. But it's knowing when to. 
And it's knowing whether you're making that decision to bring down that boundary out of an emotional reaction or complete clarity in non-emotional reaction. That's what you can trust. But if the emotions are there, you can't trust that. You're stuck in preference. You're stuck in I. And this experience, this life experience from what I've studied doesn't seem to be about I for many people on the planet. It is about relating. Journeys unite, seeking transformation. We come together to help each other transform. These animal beings that are with us, they come to help us transform. There are people that feel that animals actually take on physical healing for people. So what about that? What if something is crossing our boundary to come to help us with something? But because we have a preference, because we have a vision of our playing cowboys and Indians, we miss that opportunity. Now, this is getting out there, stretching the imagination a little bit, and this is why I suggested earlier that you may want to listen to some of the more basic fundamental type uh, podcasts uh, to truly absorb this one. But this is the excitement of this work is dissecting these exact questions. These are the questions we want you to send in to our Facebook group to get these these questions out there because we want to clear it up and uh, to see that that, yes, there's one level to work on things separately. But then when they come together, they take on a different energy, a different vibration. So you're at a different level. That doesn't necessarily mean a better level. It just means anytime you come to friction or you come to asking why, <laughs> you've reached that level that you're ready to go to the next. But we want to make sure that, you know, all of this is being processed. And so once again, we've gone over the four, um, you know, main things there that, you know, go ahead and mention them again, that the main thing that this, uh, this whole talk was about. Uh, boundaries, preferences, the roles, persons, place, or things play for you, standing in your power, and then willpower. Yeah. So, you know, all of those things are very important individual, but when they come together in a situation, flexibility is very important. To see that that stepping back and releasing a boundary can be even more challenging and more of a strength than holding that boundary. That's being inflexible. So, so anywhere that I set uh, a boundary, I want to consider flexibility automatically because they both have to exist. I already accept that. As we say, these, this is the plane, the earth plane of polarity. So that's why we're challenged with our preference, that as soon as you make a stand, Jalaluddin Rumi has a beautiful, elegant way of saying it. He says, as soon as beauty is noticed, ugliness appears. And that's all we're talking here. And that's what those preferences bring, is that if you stand strong in something, then you're going to attract somebody in that stands just as strong on the other side. The point isn't to prove to each other that the other one's right. It's to understand that both of those views have to exist. And so where it's, it's not a lesson that we shouldn't ask for help. It's just discern where you ask for help. And then when you ask for help, there's going to be a cost for that help. But please, people that need help, get help. 
And that's where I feel like our some of our traditional ways of our culture has let people down. There's been a lot of people institutionalized that have tried to get help. So we're hoping that this language, this verbiage, you know, will be that uh, for some people out there. It's not going to be for everyone, but we've had some very good uh, comments lately showing lots of appreciation uh, for sharing this type of work. Because once again, this doesn't challenge anyone's religious beliefs. Uh, It's not a belief system. It's based on physics and mathematics and vibration. So it's just a vibrational-based frequency view of how to approach life. But every situation falls under the same process. And that's why we call them the pillars in the way that we have designed this whole system is to have these answers. And there will be questions So that's why it's important to remember that the question's always more important than the answer. Because if we don't know the questions, we are certainly not ready for the answers. So earlier in our private conversation, you asked me, when was the first time during this situation that I got emotional? Mm -hmm. And you felt that possibly we had to maybe define when it is that you get emotional and it's not just an external thing. Yes, yes. So, you know, um, many people get to a certain stage, and this is a good stage to get to, to stop reacting externally emotionally. And so then they get stuck, well, I didn't get emotional. And that's a great place to get to. Believe me, you're way ahead of the curve. You're in the, the big leagues when you can do that because nobody deserves being emotionally vomited on. No one. But... To understand that the deeper level or or next level of this work with that emotion is paying attention of when it initiates in you. With me, it is in my solar plexus or just below my rib cage. And any time I'm about to go through any type of emotion, be it negative so-called or positive so-called, I feel a little twitch in my upper abdomen every single time. Another way to experience this is in dropping in an elevator or a roller coaster ride. Wherever you feel that that twitch, pay attention to that area of your body. And so the deeper you work on this work, you want to catch it as soon as you feel that little twitch, that's an emotional reaction. That's an emotional activation. That means that your energy just started leaking just then. And most people don't know how to close that up because the more they talk about it, the more emotional they get. So the more they just drain it. But if in that situation you would have had that conversation with that gentleman that caught you by surprise, planted some seeds in your mind, and then if you would have caught it there, that that was where the emotional trigger went off, then you may not have gone to the social media to have to have 30 other people bring the same similar attack in to make you feel even more pressure with it. Or at the very least, I would have understood and thought about what is the cost of going to the social media right. and been ready for, for that. that. And like Prepared. coach my yeah, coach myself, just know that you're gonna get this and if you stand in your power, it won't affect right. you emotionally. Because yeah, the point isn't to avoid it. It is to go into that and and be that tree rooted in a hurricane and accept the storm. But the whole thing is, is that, you know, A, have I considered 
is this the highest good for everyone involved? Now, if you're not interested in looking for the overall good of everyone involved, then some of these um, concepts are going to fall short. But that's the way that I move forward in my life. And, um, you know, I accept that everyone doesn't. But that consideration is just innate in me. And so I feel like that isn't very important because anytime we make a decision that's just based around us, it's an ignorant decision because we're all connected to somebody, some way, somehow, energetically. And whatever we do does have an effect due to the physics of cause and effect. So, you know, we don't need to carry that as an anxiety. But and I'm not saying that um, people shouldn't do Something from time to time that is for them. Uh, I happen to suggest people do that every day. Do something for yourself every day so it doesn't build up to where you have to make this big scene, this big cause to do something for you to make a stand. So, you know, if you want to take off your clothes and run around naked, if you want to dance and sing some, do that every day so that you don't build this resistance energy so that when you're attacked, you feel like you need to attack back. You understand, you're prepared, and you accept that, okay, I'm putting this out there, this is my view, I accept that there's going to be other views. But am I clear in my view? Yes. Am I willing to discuss this view with people that see it differently? Yes or no. And then move accordingly. But at any time you feel that emotion come in, you feel that twitch in your stomach, start to get out then. And depending on what you've already initiated is going to determine how easy it is to get out. And it's not always easy to get out, especially when you're at a social media level. So this is a goldmine of information in how to, you know, utilize this work, um, utilize this process. Uh, and I'm open to, you know, uh, more questions that you may have, Aaron, or, you know, any of our listeners out there. I would love to expand on any of this. When you talk about the overall good of everyone involved, of course, we've discussed this in length before, but how do you stay out of judgment with that? Because it's, it's, uh, some people get caught up in the good, the word good mm-hmm. is being positive, because you can't see the future. So how do you determine that? Okay, okay. So, so here's the way that I dissect that, that good means neutral. doesn't mean great doesn't mean bad. Good is like a, uh, a medium ground, ground level, to where I suggest people not to seek happiness and not to seek elation or any of that, but to learn to be in this equilibrium, um, to understand that however so-called high you go on the emotional scale, you've got to experience equally as low. And we have the ability to bring that parameter in closer to where it becomes just a a slight wobble rather than a drastic change. So everybody understanding that and working to understand that themselves is very important. So once again, the overall good of everyone involves mean that no one is getting harmed because you can't do something uh, so-called great for everyone involved all the time, but you can do no harm. That is a easy choice for everyone involved. But that can test some boundaries. That can test some preferences. 
sometimes people have been challenged with that, whether, you know, they're struggling to possibly put enough food on the table and a kid brings a friend home. There's many different levels of that. Uh, but is it that you tell the child that you don't have any enough food or that they can't eat with you? Or do you work it out to where everyone can can have some? From my perception, there's no judgment or right or wrong. A person, an individual has to decide that for themselves. To what level does that good equate? And for me, it just equates no harm. And that is challenging enough. But I think that is important for people to consider. Now, in me saying that, you have experienced me personally live a life, like you said, with strong boundaries pretty much the way that you feel like, you know, I've wanted to as different as it is from the average people. But I've openly shared with you how much I've been challenged with that, how much I've been judged with that. But I just stood in that power that know I'm clear in what I'm doing, what my intention is, and that I'm here to help people. And that is going to be difficult for me to work 60 hours a week at a job, making lots of money to pay for lots of things and develop and continue to help people um, put this life philosophy together. So by me making certain choices from my perception for the overall good of everyone involved, I still had to go through judgment. So we have to get away from this idea that if we do the right thing, we get rewarded. That's, that's not the way that this plane works. Even a beautiful gazelle that doesn't harm anyone except some grass maybe when it eats it, you know, is still uh, hunted by the mountain lion. And you can get into whether that's fair or whether it's right or wrong, but it's nature. It's nature. And so the difference, you know, that we bring from that animal kingdom is this ability to make these decisions, to carry out a different vibration than what we're just innately driven to do. Because to understand people, the majority of our innate abilities have been overshowered by conditioning. This work helps us get back to our authentic selves, is about getting rid of the conditioning so that, yes, you can react, you can relate more to nature the way that you were designed to. And so we talk about the two different systems, the destiny cars and the human design on this. And these are just two tools that help from an astrological aspect. They help tremendously to help you to understand what kind of person you are, how you operate optimally, and how to navigate through these hurricanes through, of life, through these challenges and be able to still stand in your power. That's the whole point. Not that it gets easy, because it doesn't. The road didn't get easy for Jesus. It didn't get easy for Gandhi. It didn't get easy for Yogananda or Buddha or whoever I can keep talking about that I've studied and out of respect. It didn't get easy for the Dalai Lama. The challenges are there, but the thing is, is that they choose to focus on the beauty while dealing with the challenges of not getting their preferences. And all of those greats that I just listed, I would like anybody to answer, everybody to answer, if they got their preferences. I don't think it was Gandhi's preference to spend the majority of his life in prison, but he felt that it was for the overall good of everyone involved, and he happened to be involved in freeing a nation from slavery. 
Now, there are going to be people out there that may have some dirt on Gandhi and want to throw that at me. That's not what I'm not looking to be a Gandhi fan. I'm just stating a fact, a point of the way that energy works. And he held a vibration long enough to create a change. I'm not here on a pedestal for Gandhi or Yogananda or the Dalai Lama or anybody. I just recognize strength and I enjoy pointing that out. And anytime we talk about the overall good of everyone involved, every great way shower out there carries that vibration. Mother Teresa is another one. She didn't get her preferences. Her preference was to step outside the monastery in India and give people food that was starving to death. And her higher ups would not allow that because women wasn't allowed to step out of the monastery. So for four years, she fought that system just to get to step outside. It wasn't easy. And she had the overall good of everyone involved in mind, and she took the blunt of that. But she won. She held the vibration long enough. And then she stepped out, and those people threw stones at her, hit her, rejected her, said, we do not want your Christian influence here. She said, I just want to help your dead die with dignity and your children to learn to read and write. And she got nothing but resistance for years and years and years. Resistance from the people that you want to help, that you had to go through four years of struggle to get to help. How about that? That's the overall good of everyone involved. So this isn't about any guilt trip because, once again, everybody has the right to decide what that is for them. That's why good to me is neutral. You take that. You make that what it is for you. If that doesn't include animals, then that's up to you. If that doesn't include your family, (laughs) that's up to you. There's no judgment here. But in order to stand in your power, you've got to have a baseline. And what is that baseline? And part of my baseline is that my intention is always for the overall good of everyone involved. And that helps me to sleep at night. And anytime we make decisions and we want to see how much of a personal preference that had and what had to pay a cost for our personal preference, that's what affects our sleep. So once again, there's no judgment. Everybody gets to deal with that their own way. And I've been through enough of those challenges. I've been forced to dissect and get very clear on where that good is for me. And I don't question that. And when others question it, I understand. And I nod in acceptance, not in resistance, not in condemnation, not in judgment, but in acceptance. Because I I realize that if I feel one way about something, there are going to be those out there that feel the exact opposite. That's the law of polarity. So going back to when you were talking about defining when an emotion starts to come in, let's clarify again that you're not saying emotions are negative and what to do once you get to that step where you do feel an emotion. Right, right. Yeah, so, you know, uh, positive emotions can be just as draining as uh, negative emotions. And, of course, the more you listen to this podcast, we don't really get into positive and negative as being good and bad. They're just, they're necessary to be here. So, you know, in, in activating that, as soon as you feel that activation, wherever it is in your body, once again, mine's in my upper upper abdomen, You want to remove yourself from that situation or that's going to escalate. You want to make an adjustment at that moment to go, okay, I'm not as strong in this stance as I thought I was. 
I've just had something come up that challenged me that made my emotions react. So let me take a step back and be like, okay, am I, am I as clear as I feel that I am on this subject and the way I want to move forward? Do I need to adjust my boundary? This is the key. All boundaries are adjustable. But if we stay too much in our willpower and we're trying to stand in our power in that masculine way, then we're going to create friction. But sometimes, just like with storms and people that work with storms and devastation of storms, sometimes you don't try to stop the, the avalanche or the flood. You just you try to redirect it. So that's adjusting your boundaries. You set an original boundary going, I don't want this to come down this street. And then you see it's coming down the street. So you go, okay, I only want it to go down this, this side of the street now. You adjust your boundaries because it don't matter what you want. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's coming. That water is coming. And that's the way emotions are. They come too like water. And the stronger the force, the harder it is to control. So this dance between, yes, setting boundaries, standing in our power, um, you know, being adaptable. Because uh, once again, I want to use that, that phrase that it's not the strongest that will persevere. It's not the richest or most wealthy that will persevere, but it's the one that can adapt that's the one that always perseveres. So understand, strength is in flexibility. Standing in your power means flexibility. It doesn't mean stagnation. Just as a tree is rooted but flexible as the storm comes. That's a great example of that. Yeah, we just had a storm come through and all the trees that <laughs> could not stand it are no longer with us. <laughs> yes, the ones that weren't flexible are on the ground and there's a lot of them. So, yeah, one of the biggest, I think, misconceptions of what we talk about is the emotion issue. So so we're talking about emotional management, and once you feel that emotion, no longer continuing to make decisions, but to remove yourself from the situation until you can and be assess, clear again. Yes, yeah. assess that where is the sensitivity coming from. Uh, then you can go into gratitude rather than judgment at the person. How dare that person judge me? To go into, you know what, thank you for bringing that to my attention because I do need to look at that, especially if I'm going to take this to a social media level. So everything's always used for what can I learn about myself. That's the way. So this is different. I'm not talking emotional stuffing the emotions. This is a process of allowing the emotion to show up. And I call it the three R's. You uh, recognize. You respect and you redirect so you recognize that that defense mechanism come in of judgment or whatever so you want to take a step back not move forward and you will look at that why did that make me feel judgment and then if you can get clear on that then you can say okay now moving forward i know that i can expect those kinds of attacks because people are emotionally tied to the subject but now I'm clear. I'm clearer. So thank you, person that I wanted to be mad at. But thank you for being the one to initiate that. Now, in my next step moving forward, I'm stronger. I'm more prepared. And uh, I'm more clear in coming to the resolve for the overall good of everyone that's involved. But as soon as the emotions get involved, it changes the outcome. And once again, that's not uh, to experience guilt. That's to learn from that when we make decisions out of our emotions, normally we second guess them. We question them. 
We can guilt ourselves for them. And we're still subject to everyone's judgment that gives us that judgment around us. So it's kind of like being kicked uh, after you've, you know, fell down type thing. But in this particular situation, I happen to know, you know, just how hard um, Aaron worked to resolve this situation, um, how much of this work he did do uh, to come to a a resolve that he felt like um, was realistic, but then met up against some challenges that um, really was just taking him to the next level. Uh, from what I see and to bring up these questions and um, to go through this. So where would you say overall uh, you seem to be sitting with it now? Uh, I mean, I definitely have a lot to digest because I, uh, I did go back and, and reassess everything that happened. And then I tried to make sense of it based on the work. But of course you brought in some new perspectives to look at as well and uh, challenging my way of thinking, which, of course, is that's how we grow. Because, yeah. I mean, if I knew it all, then <laughs> that wouldn't be Exactly. Wouldn't be I continue fun. to be stumped and challenged uh, daily. And so that's why this is, um, you know, the acronym is JUST. This is just another way. It's for the people that resonate with this language. It's not better than any other way. It's just a modern-day language that breaks down a lot of ancient teachings Um, from many different areas, and uh, the approach is to work through any situation in your life um, with the least ripples and the least cost, because how we handle our emotions are directly affected to our physical health, uh, to our mental health, and the emotions are connected, of course, to the energy field that's connected to the physical body the mental fields there too, and the spiritual field. So we talk about five different levels of the field and in complete wellness, um, it's ideal to be working on all five of those at the same time. So we touch on some of all of these, but the physical, uh, the least, uh, but the, this was certainly one based around the emotions and the energetic field. And when challenges come to us, uh, those are the first two that are disrupted is the emotional and energetic fields. And in closing, I just want to give a shout out to those who listen to the podcast on a regular basis who may have, you know, uh, listened to all the past podcasts and are engaged in certain situations that are challenging their way of understanding multiple concepts that are overlapping like we talked about today. So, you know, as Alexander mentioned earlier, we are open to answering your questions, talking about your situations and give us, you know, give us a shout out back on our um, community Facebook group. Or, you know, right on our Facebook page or email contacts on our wise-wise.com. Yes. So, so, and another thing that I want to mention before we go out is do understand that it is our purest intention that if anything is said or done on this podcast that rubs you the wrong way, please know that something has been misconstrued, that we are more than willing to dissect uh, these subjects to the nth degree because we're not teaching a belief system. We're teaching a uh, way to go out and prove this work and feel the benefits right away, and we're having great results. And um, I've been working with clients privately for 10 years, and so I have uh, all of that in the history. But we're having very good feedback from uh, from people that have been listening to this. So, so please give us a shout-out. Let us know what you think. Um, if you do have something that you're having a little bit of an obstacle understanding or accepting, know that if you come to us uh, genuine 
And uh, without an emotional reaction, we will respond and reciprocate that. And we always come to a resolve. Uh, we're not here to prove anything, uh, but merely to be willing to discuss it to whatever degree someone's comfortable with. So uh, keep on journeying out there, people. We appreciate you. We appreciate your interest in self-growth, conscious communication, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. The information in this podcast has been developed over 20 years by Alexander in his observation of his personal life, private practice, and professional environments. This information is meant for educational purposes only and is not suggested as a replacement for traditional therapies or medications. As a matter of fact, we suggest to not believe any of this information, nor any of the information out there in the world. Remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. We are looking forward to continuing to provide this information through this platform, and if you are drawn to support us, you can do so by the following. Sharing is caring. Share the podcast with like-minded individuals. Emotional responsibility and energetic wisdom can save the world. If you are drawn to support us monetarily, you can do so by visiting our patron page where you can make a monthly donation in exchange for exclusive Wise Wise perks. You can do this by visiting wise-wise.com slash patron, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Next, you can head over to Alexander's website where you can book private consultations in person, by phone, or on Skype. Find out more information on his live performances, class schedules, products, including birth chart analysis reports and music, and check out more information on his sound therapy tables. To do so, you can visit vibrotune.com, V-I-B-R-O-T-U-N-E.com. Finally, if you have been searching your entire life for consciously created apparel featuring the WiseWise logo apparel, Alexander themed clothing, or other alternative perspective designs, you can head over to Verity's Apparel, where you can find all that and more. That is veritiesapparel.com, V-E-R-I-T-E-E-S-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. We want to thank you for being part of this journey.